Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I just thought I would update. It is now September 27th, 2018. I'm actually feeling a little bit sad, like I'm doing really well with my intermittent fasting and my uh, semi-keto, low-carb, high-healthy-fat diet, and I'm feeling really good about that. I'm getting leaner and fitting into pants that were too tight on me and my waist, you know, I have a bit of a belly and um, my body type is sort of an apple, like thinner arms and legs and kind of a thicker torso. So I'm feeling really happy and good about that. My nutrition and exercise and fitness and health um, and generally feeling more emotionally stable the way that I'm eating and, and exercising and sleeping and all of that. Um, trying to avoid the news because of all the drama in the, especially the USA, um, mainstream news with all of the injustice and people, women standing up and fighting for the rights and having, uh, the abuse they've suffered being acknowledged, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't really want to talk about that, but the, the, the media drama news stuff really stresses me out, whether it's mainstream or alternative. So I don't think it serves the world for me to, to get hooked into the media news cycle right now. Um, so I prefer to rebel against acknowledging or getting sucked into the drama um, of the news right now. So let's just say in, in the United States, I think we get way too carried away with thinking that we are the center of the universe. The United States is only one country on this whole planet. And there's so many other countries in the world. And I just happen to live in the United States. Uh, but there's so many other things going on in the world besides what's happening with the current administration in the USA. So Let's just say that I feel a desire to think more internationally. And, yeah, it's refreshing to know there's other countries in the world and other things happening. A friend of mine moved to Canada, and she is enjoying the universal health care in Canada. And uh, she is married to a Canadian citizen, so they are both enjoying their Canadian citizenship and access to health care with no worry of huge medical bills and their their medical uh, insurance plan is is connected to being a Canadian citizen and has nothing to do with what their job is and whether they change jobs or are unemployed etc that makes a lot more sense to me that health care would be part of a public service for every citizen of a country instead of it being all complicated and tied to um, your job or whether you're a student or not. The other thing I'm thinking is, um, oh gosh, I hope it's still recording me. The screen went dark. There it goes. Okay, yes. Hello, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, recording my voice. So my radio show's on today, uh, Goddess Kring Radio on hollowearthradio.org. It's on every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in the USA. Um... It's a virtual radio station online, and it's also a low-powered FM station here in Seattle in the Central District. And I also archive it on Mixcloud, and all of the shows are on Mixcloud.com slash Goddess Kring, but uh, only some of them are on my YouTube channel with my visual arts as slides for visuals, with my voice as audio, and music and poetry that I've created, also music that I love mostly by Tom Petty and Tori Amos, but there's a bunch of other musicians that I love. 
Listening to a lot of Tom Petty music lately has been very comforting to me. I agree with what Stevie Nicks said. She said she wished that Tom had canceled the last tour because he did have a broken hip and emphysema and various issues going on, and he needed kind of to rest and, and recuperate and heal himself. But he didn't want to. He wanted to keep touring, and so that's what he did, and then he died. So... I think his body was a bit fragile towards the end, obviously, and I know opiates are very powerful things that basically stop your heart or, or slow your body down like anesthesia, and then you don't breathe, so that's the end of that, but I, my fantasy was that he would have canceled the tour, gotten his hip replaced, and um, gotten help in getting off the opiate um, painkiller medications because he actually had a, an addiction to heroin in the 90s that could have ended his life and thankfully he he got detoxed from that and thanks to the support of his second wife Dana and etc I've read all about that in the book but what was I going to say I I wish that Tom had canceled Petty had canceled the tour and um um the 40th anniversary tour I went to my dad and I went to it and it was um great um but really, the, the, my favorite music is their last four albums. You know, the, basically the last 20 years of their music is some of my favorite music and not the hits as much as some of the more unusual songs and obscure songs on albums. I like to listen to their albums from beginning to end, every, every track, not just hits. In fact, sometimes the hits I don't love as much as the more unique songs that are not that are lesser known. So I would have been fine if they had canceled the tour and not done a 40th anniversary tour, because they mostly played the hits over the last 40 years, and then peppered it with a few newer songs that were lesser known, which I was thrilled to hear the lesser known songs. Although sadly, the the sound went out uh, during a song called Crawling Back to You, which was a, a, a mid 90s song that I love, but um, from Wildflowers, but oh, well, there it is. So I just posted a link to a song called Wasted Life, which I love by Tom Petty from 1982. Not a very famous song, A Wasted Life. Beautiful song, sweet, um, melancholy, romantic song. So I feel like really in touch with my woundedness today. I feel somebody said it's the moon, you know, the full moon and whatever it is. But um, I just feel like, you know, my life is going really well. I live by myself with my cat. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Healthcare. I am a low income person living in the United States and in Washington state where I live. I have, what is it? Medicare or Medicaid, whatever it is for low income people. One of them's for senior citizens. I have the kind, obviously I'm not a senior that's for low income people. And it's, it's basically free to me and it covers vision, dental, and regular, you know, checkups. I don't know if I'm covered for major surgery. I haven't, I'm really healthy. So, so thankfully I haven't needed any kind of weird surgery or medical emergency type treatment, but hopefully I would be covered for that or work out a payment plan or something. But in other countries, citizens don't have to worry. My friend in England, my friend in Canada, my friend in Norway, none of them have to worry about huge medical bills. Uh, that's just not part of their existence. So it's foreign to them to think that, you know, you could get a $50,000 medical bill or a million dollar medical bill or pay $1,200 a month for some silly medication that you need to save your life. That doesn't happen in any country, as far as I know, except the United States of America. So 
I'm just saying that I'm happy that I basically have socialized medicine right now that's good for me because I don't have to pay any copay or monthly fee. So I'm actually almost motivated to stay in a certain income bracket so that I can benefit from the low-income medicine that I get and my deal on rent. You know, basically my life, I live like a middle-class person because I'm really good with money. Like I don't pay to park. I walk a mile. I park a mile away for free and then walk to my modeling gigs or I ride my bicycle and I pretty much avoid paying for parking, which saves me a chunk of change right there. And I go to the food bank and the thrift store and I, d I just, I'm not that materialistic anyway. So I don't buy anything unless I need it. And I volunteer in nature. So I get to benefit from going and seeing plants and animals out in nature where I volunteer. So I get in for free. And I, I'm also going to start uh, volunteering at a theater here in Seattle. And I get to go see the plays for free because, you know, they'd be like 50 to $125, you know, for a, a ticket to see a play, which I don't really want to spend the money on that. I can't really afford that. So you can volunteer and get in places for free. Um, there's all kinds of things that I do to survive. I've, I've been low income my whole life, so I don't even know what it's like to make middle class or, or wealthy. You know, I'm not, I've never been wealthy. I'm not even really technically middle class, but I live in such a cheap low income. Like I don't have a cable TV. I just have an internet connection and I get free uh, videos from the library, so I don't spend any money on entertainment. I guess I still have my Netflix account for like eight fifty a month. I have the cheapest Netflix account you can get, like eight eight something a month, eight dollars a month, or whatever it is. Uh, I might even get rid of that. But I know how to live really, really cheap, so that basically it's all relative. You know, if your lifestyle is cheap, then you can live on not that much money per month. So that's what I do, because a lot of people. I think spend a lot of money on parking and cable TV and, uh, I don't know, women that buy lots of makeup and go to the hair salon and the nail salon and uh, go out to dinner and do all these like expensive things. I don't do any of that. So I'm just really, really a cheap, uh, low-income kind of, kind of person, but I like that. I'm not that materialistic. In other words, I love to just walk around in nature and that's free. Uh, not everything has to cost money, basically. So and I also love to work. I'm very obsessive compulsive and I work all the time. I work kind of more than I need to work, but I have a full-time freelance job. So it's hard for me to say no, actually, when someone wants me to work. So lately I've been doing uh, usability studies and I've, I do focus groups sometimes for the, a couple different companies in Seattle. And I just it's just totally random and they pay us here and there. And then I model for medical students and I model for art students. And I just basically make a full-time living doing that. And um, uh, But again, I'm, I'm technically considered low income. And yet I'm, I'm comfortable. I have food and shelter and everything I need. And I have a little cute little car I drive around with good gas mileage. And I don't know, I'm doing just fine. But I feel sad about my dad retired and moved to Florida recently. And I guess I kind of miss him. Um, but we stay in touch and I'm going to go visit him and everything is fine with that. But I think it triggered some kind of memory because my childhood was rather challenging in a certain way. And I know it's 2018 and I'm in the present moment and I'm an adult and I live by myself with my cat and um, uh, I have a guy that I'm seeing and that's going just fine. But what, what was I going to say? 
I don't want to really talk about my personal uh, relationship life as much as I just want to acknowledge that I feel, um, and thankfully, actually, I'm in therapy. I get to see a therapist every couple weeks, and that is covered by my health insurance. I have never had, my, I love my Obamacare. I love my, it's called Apple Care here in Washington State. So um, I, I can go to the eye doctor, the dentist. Actually, I need to go to the dentist and uh, get regular checkups at the regular physical doctor, and then I can go to therapy, and there's no cost to me. That's amazing. It's just paid through paid for through taxes and government funding, et cetera, and that's the way it should be for everyone. So that's the way it already is in Canada and the U.K. and Norway and most other European countries. And Okay, so what was I going to say in, in Mexico, too, I think? So what was I going to say? Um, so I feel sad. I feel like this a f sad feeling in my stomach. And when I was a kid, my parents split up when I was four and I saw my dad on weekends. And when I was nine, we moved from San Diego to Whidbey Island. And I really missed my grandparents and my dad. And there's just a certain feeling of um, constant changes and marriages and divorces and moving around a lot and um, getting picked on in school. And I don't know. I just had some, and I'm an only child, so I don't have any siblings that I can talk to about what it was like to be raised in a certain way. But then again, there's a lot of great things about my parents, but for some reason, I'm just having this resurgence of feeling melancholy and feeling sad about, I just feel like really fragile. I feel like I know I'm physically strong and healthy. Uh, maybe it is also getting leaner, like I'm getting leaner. And uh, particularly my belly fat is burning away. And I feel like my fat is kind of like my armor. You know, I feel kind of like I'm protected by my fat. Actually, human beings literally are physically, like when the body stores fat, if you become extremely obese and you can hardly walk, that's another, that's way beyond just storing a little bit of fat. But generally, your body... Uh, stores a little bit of fat in case you're ever in a starvation time, then you're safe and you're protected and you will survive. If you have a little extra fat on your body that you can burn as fuel when you're not having access to food, that is the body's own built-in mechanism uh, of survival. So it's actually good to have a little extra fat on your body. And I don't really necessarily think it's unhealthy to, to be a little chubby. Um, so I'm kind of one of these people that I have good blood pressure, good cholesterol, good everything, except they told me my thyroid was low active about six years ago, and I quit eating all grains and mostly wheat, rice, and oats, and it got better, and I got off the meds for that. So I'm not taking any medications for that anymore, and I'm just eating mostly meat and vegetables and nuts and... Um, a little bit of fruit here and there, but I don't eat any grains really, except when I go have sushi every once in a while, I eat some rice, but I generally don't eat any, and no wheat, no bread, no cookies, no crackers. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, maybe this feeling of, uh, I feel kind of fragile and like I don't have any armor, uh, or my armor is, is melting. My literally, my excess body fat is melting away. I think I've lost about 25 pounds in the last few months. And uh, I would love to burn off another 20 pounds of fat if I can. I don't really know. I don't really care how much I weigh. I just want to burn off the flab in my body. But <clears throat> maybe my, my vulnerable feeling that I have right now, I feel just kind of uh, like I'm tiptoeing around and I feel like I don't want to make too much noise or take up too much space in the world. And I feel kind of wounded and fragile. And my work is going fine. I'm working a lot with art and medical students 
and my cat is fine. He's mildly diabetic, but I have him on a special raw meat diet, and he's doing really well. He also gets salmon oil, coconut oil, and, and nutritional yeast. Uh, that's good for cats, and he is doing well with his blood sugar, and instead of giving him insulin and having to prick his ear every day to check his blood sugar, I decided to go the other route, which is to nutritionally don't give him any carbs and make sure he gets digestive enzymes with every meal so he can digest his raw meat. He gets a variety of different meats that are specially formulated for cats. They're frozen. I get him at the health food pet store. Occasionally I make my own food for him in my blender with raw meat, muscle meat, and salmon oil and eggshells crushed and um, organ meat like like liver and heart and muscle raw meat. So and he loves rabbit especially. So he's happy. My cat is happy. <clears throat> I have a nice landlord. I mean everything is going just fine. I'm just feeling fragile and I feel insecure and fragile and worried about the future and I have my <clears throat> my modeling schedule is very complicated and confusing and I'm constantly having to look at my calendar to remember what my schedule is and plan my commutes and uh, cook food and then bring it with me because I don't want to eat out because I eat a certain kind of healthy food that I need to cook at home. Uh, I also just don't want to spend tons of money buying food out <clears throat> except for special occasions every once in a while. And tonight I think my man and I are going to this Tom Petty listening party, the, the box treasure set, whatever it's called, American treasure box set, etc. I think we're going to go and there's going to be bands playing and playing some Tom Petty music, hopefully. Although mostly when I hear other bands cover Tom Petty, I kind of cringe. I'm a little picky about people when they cover other people's music, especially Tom Petty. I think no vocalist can really do Tom Petty any justice. I, I just have a real love affair with the sound of Tom Petty's voice the um, emotion, the the tone, the emotion, the phrasing, the word pronunciation. You know, he really did some fun things with his voice, especially the last 10 or 15 years of their music. Their last four albums are my favorites. Tom Petty, instead of yelling like he did in Refugee, he kind of uh, sung in a more quiet way and varied his voice to blues and folky, bluesy, Bob Dylan-y, whatever you want to call it, the texture, Beatles-y, the texture of his voice is quite beautiful and um, sensitive. And uh, whenever I hear other vocalists, I I don't know, I don't hear the nuances that I heard in Tom Petty's voice and the word pronunciations and the emotion, the pure emotion that came through his voice was quite powerful to me. I guess all of his hardcore fans like me really, really had a love affair with his his kind of energy, his his songs, his personality on stage, his he's kind of a very sensitive, fragile person, and yet very strong at the same time. Even his uh, widow, his widow said that in a public statement that Tom was a very fragile, wounded, sensitive human being, and at the same, very private person, and almost kind of shy in a way. And yet he was tough as nails, and strong, and rebellious, and determined, and just really um, feel a kinship, actually, with some of those personality traits. I think Tori Amos is like that, like a highly sensitive person and kind of vulnerable and fragile. And, and John Lennon was like that, and yet really strong and, you know, full speed ahead kind of kind of attitude. So thanks for listening. This is Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring. 
and my website, shannonkringen.com, and you can just Google Goddess Kring or Shannon Kringen and find a bunch of art and music and blog posts and just random things that I love to share, a multimedia artist and a full-time art and medical model for a living, and I uh, sometimes wish that I could somehow make a living with my artwork, but I guess I'm so used to making money as a model in a practical way but that does take most of my time and energy. And then I just do my artwork on the side with the energy I have left over. But maybe that's the way I like it because then I don't have to make art that sells. I can just do art in a freestyle, improvisational, intuitive way. I call myself an intuitive, natural artist. And mostly I've done a lot of photography and pure abstract painting and non-representational designs inspired by Hunderwasser and Gaudi and Gustav Klimt are some of my favorite artists. So thanks for listening. I also love that Japanese woman, the dot lady. I forgot how to say her name, that wonderful Japanese lady who paints lots of dots. I feel a kinship with her way of, of doing art and Aboriginal art from Australia and thank you for listening. Enjoy your day.